0: feeding our faith uh i've been on a series lately it's called the operation of faith and i tell you what i really believe it's a message that will enhance and bless your christian life as you learn to live by faith the word of god encourages us it says that the just shall live by faith amen We are to live by faith. Every day when we get up, we are to live a faith life. Our faith is in the one and only, Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. And we have faith in the Word of God. So this message on the operation of faith has five steps involved in it. And uh, it's very, some people, what I have seen through the years, traveling through Asia and Africa, other parts of the world, and, and and. here in the American church most people think that they are in faith sometimes. They think that they are living by faith when sometimes in reality if they looked at themselves looked in the word of God and found out what faith really is sometimes they're not in faith at all. They have canceled their faith. They have spoken things that uh, does not line up with God's word. And they are destroying their prayer life. And they, they think that they're in faith. In reality, they're not in faith at all. So this operation of faith is a message that if you'll check your prayer life and check what you're saying and what you're reading and what you're believing, if you'll check it, uh, you'll find out whether you're in faith or not. Because if you're not in faith, your prayer life is going to go down. But whenever you have faith and you believe like the word of God tells us to uh, it is an operation of faith. There's more to faith than just saying I believe. Okay? There's more to it. That's part of it. That's only a, p- a small part. It's like operating a car. There's more to operating a car than just having a set of keys. You got to know how to, to crank it up. You got to know how to steer it. You got to know how to where the accelerator is. You got to know where the brakes is. There's a whole operation to uh, uh, driving a car than just having a set of keys. So this morning, these, these five steps are, the number one is hear the word, hear the word. Y'all need to write these down. That's the first step of faith. If you're going to have faith, you're going to have to hear the word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. We covered this uh, the last two Wednesdays. And the next step, after you hear the Word, you got a choice. you got to believe the Word. You can believe it or not believe it. Amen? Okay. We talked about that Wednesday night. If those of you that have missed the first two steps need to go back online, and you can find these sermons, hear the Word, and believe the Word. This morning, we're going we're to cover step three in the operation of faith. And it's called speak the word. This is a very important part of faith. Is to learn how to line your mouth up with God's word. Amen? Amen. A lot of people fail in this area. Think that they are in faith. But yeah, they were to examine what they've been saying all week long. And the month before and the year before. They'll find out all they've been speaking is lack, doubt, unbelief. They've been talking about how murmuring and complaining about how sick they are, how, how bad they hurt. You can't just blab and say anything that you want to say and expect to have the blessings of God. And I'm going to cover this with scripture this morning. How important it is to speak the word only. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. I'm gonna give you several scriptures because everything we're gonna say and do is gonna be scriptural. Always make sure whoever's giving you the word of God has got scripture. Amen. Amen. Make sure they ain't preaching out the reader's digest. Or a Morgan County citizen. You want what Paul told his spiritual son Timothy, preach the word. Amen? And the Bible says every word is established by two or three witnesses. We are a word church. We believe in the word of God. I know what the word can do. It don't matter what you're going through. If you can find the promise of God and put faith in it and begin to go through these steps I'm talking about, you will begin to see heaven begin to react and move in your favor. Amen. You can bring heaven to earth, hallelujah, by faith. That's how you get anything from the treasures of God from heaven to earth. There ain't but one way to get it and that's by faith. Amen? Amen. Uh, I, I, I like to use this illustration overseas about how important it is to have faith. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says that without faith it's impossible to please God. Amen? Amen. Without faith it's impossible to please God. You got to have faith to please God. When you read Hebrews chapter eleven, and when you read about the great accomplishments of of uh, Noah and Abraham and Moses and uh, Elijah, and Elijah, and you read about Jesus and Peter and all those in the Bible, it says by faith they accomplished these things. Amen. Noah by faith he built an ark. Moses, I mean Abraham, by faith left his own home country. Amen. Amen. Moses by faith led the children of Israel out of Egypt into the to to the promised land. Amen? Amen. By by faith Joshua took them over the Jordan River into the promised land. Everything was done by faith. That's how God expects you to live is by faith. Now here's a a good illustration. This is U.S. currency. Wherever you go in the world each nation has their own currency. Uganda has their own currency own uh, currency. It's called shillings. Kenya has its own currency. Uh, Thailand has the Thai bot. Uh, England has their own currency. The United States has their own currency. In this country if you want to make a transaction if you want to buy something if you want a shirt, if you want a pair of shoes you want uh, something to eat at uh, downtown you don't get it unless you got some of these. It's called a transaction amen not unless somebody gives it to you if you go to walmart and you pick a shirt up and you go to the register they're going to expect you to come out with some of these a lot of this is disappearing now by the way everybody's using plastic but this is u.s currency and if you want anything you've got to have some of this that's why we work if you want electricity you better have some of this at the end of the month or they're going to turn your lights off can I, can I get amen out of this house? So, if you want to make a transaction in the U.S., you've got to have some currency. Now, the kingdom of God don't operate like that. God, Jesus has a kingdom. He came and he preached kingdom. Faith is a kingdom principle. we got to live by it. If we want to make a transaction from heaven to earth, we can't do it with money. You can't buy a miracle. You can't buy salvation. You can't buy peace, But if you have faith, you can make a transaction in heaven. That's the only way you're going to get anything from heaven to earth is by faith. Faith is the currency in the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Amen? Y'all need to understand that. Faith is the currency in the kingdom of heaven. If you want God to move on your behalf, all you got to do is have faith. Where do you get faith? In his word. You find it in his word. You believe his word. Now the next thing is you got to begin to speak and declare what the word says over your life, over your children, over your ministry, over your uh, work, uh, over your health, over your entire life. You speak the word, declare the word. Uh, Proverbs 18, 21 says this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Y'all understand that? Do y'all believe that? If you believe it, you wouldn't be saying half the stuff that you say. Me and some people talking about this the other day said, you know, if we really believed that we wouldn't say half the stuff that we say. We gotta learn to put a bridle on this tongue. Because there's death and life in the power of your tongue. What you say over your life makes a difference. It's very important that you speak life and not death. A lot of people are speaking death instead of life. Speak life, you get life. Speak the word. Make sure you examine what's coming out of your mouth. If it ain't wholesome, if it ain't pure, if it don't line up with the word, put a zip on it. Don't say it because, Whenever you speak, it activates things in the, in this world. That's how God created us. Amen. Each one of us was created in the image and the likeness of Almighty God. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? We were created in the image and likeness of God. That's Genesis chapter one, verse 26 and verse 27. When God created us, we were created in His image. You know when God wanted to create something, you know what He did? He didn't do no I Dream of genie. He spoke. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, that he framed the worlds with the word of God. He framed the entire world that you see with his words. Words are powerful. God, when he wants to create something, when he wants to form something, he began to speak he speaks when he said when the earth was dark and void and formless God said let there be light and guess what happened light appeared when God wanted trees he began to speak the Bible says he framed the whole world using his words in John chapter 1 the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made that was made without the Word. Amen. Nothing was made Amen. without the Word. Everything that you see, the sun, the moon, star, everything formed, framed by God's Word. When God wants to create something, He speaks it. Amen. You were creating in His image and likeness. Whenever you want to create something, you got to begin to line your mouth up with God's Word. you got to speak life. Amen? Amen. That's how God operates. That's who we're following, ain't we? Amen. Ain't we following Jesus? Amen. You know Jesus spoke to things. Look at the life of Jesus. He spoke when he wanted something to happen. He spoke it. Whenever he uh, uh, was out on the on the uh, ocean and the wind and the waves began to to beat against the gift boat and fill the boat, guess what he did? He spoke to the wind and to the waves. How hey, many of y'all been speaking to the wind and the waves lately? Or do y'all think that's crazy? <laughs> no. It may sound crazy. Yeah. It may be past your your comprehension of your pea brain uh, mind thinking. But listen, Jesus spoke to fig trees. That's right. He spoke to the winds and the waves. He spoke to dead people. Whatever he spoke, it came. Hallelujah. But it didn't come till he spoke. Amen. Amen. Don't think your words ain't important. I'm telling you, you just can't just think these things. Something happens whenever you activate your words. The kingdom of heaven is voice operated. Amen. Amen. you got to begin to speak and declare. Job chapter 22, verse 28 says this. I love this. I say it all the time. The Bible says in Job 22, verse 28, Declare and decree... A thing and it shall be established. Whatever you want it to be, you got to begin to line your words up with it. Amen? Amen. 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 Hear people say things like, all the time, like, uh, well, I was born, uh, my granddaddy was broke, he was born poor, daddy was poor, grandmama was poor, and I'm going to be poor too. Don't say stuff like that. Do you understand what you're doing? You're activating something in your life and you're bringing poverty all the way down into your house whenever you talk like that. I've heard people say sometimes like, man, I'm so sick, I believe I'm dying. What? Don't say stuff like that. I believe I'm dying. Guess what? You'll have what you say. Jesus said that. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24. Jesus said in verse 22, he said, Have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. And he said, Speak to the mountain. Do what to the mountain? Speak Speak to the mountain. He didn't say, Ask me to move the mountain. Jesus said, If you have a mountain, which is your circumstances, it's your problems, it's what you're going through. That's what he was talking about. He said, there's a mountain. He said, speak to the mountain. Tell it to be removed. Be cast into the sea. Doubt not in your heart, but believe those things that you say, and you shall have whatsoever you say. Amen. Jesus said that. Do y'all believe in Jesus? Yes. Yes. I, believe. Yes. I believe every word he said. Yes. Jesus didn't speak idle. He just wasn't joking around. That's right. When he said, "Speak to the mountain," most people don't take that too serious. When they pray, they always ask you, Jesus, Jesus, please remove this mountain. Uh-huh. Jesus didn't. Jesus, looking at you, saying, "That ain't what I said in my word." Amen. My word said for you to activate your faith. Have the faith of God. When God wants something, He speaks it. He said, "If there's a mountain in your way, you tell it to be removed and be cast into the sea." And if you doubt not, doubt not in your heart, but believe what you say, you shall have whatsoever you say. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. Man, if we would just ever get in line with the word of God, we'd be surprised how our prayer life would take off. How things would begin to work its way into our life as we speak truth as we line our, our lives up with the word of the living God. When G, When Jesus was tempted by the devil in Matthew chapter 4, he was in the wilderness. And here comes the devil. Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He's hungry. He's past hungry. He's probably... I don't know how many of y'all done fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Or even a day. Or three days. Or seven days. Or ten days. Or 14 days. Or 21 days. There's different lengths of fast. But Jesus completed a 40-day fast. No food. No water. He fasted. And here comes the devil. Sounds just like old, old Sloughfoot. When he comes in, he's like, oh, I know he's hungry. I know he. I said, that's a, that's got to be a part of his weakness today. So I'm gonna come at it with this. And Jesus, and the devil said to Jesus, "If you are the Son of God, if you are, command these stones to become bread." Yeah. If you are. And Jesus, what did Jesus do? He came back with the spoken word. That's how you defeat the devil when he shows up on your doorstep. You gotta know what the Word says. And you not only think it, you gotta speak it. Amen. When the devil said, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread, Jesus didn't say, "I'll stay right here now. Don't go nowhere. I gotta go find my King James Version of my Bible, and I gotta find something for you. No, he had the Word hidden in his heart. Right. He knew what the Word said. And as soon as the devil tempted him, Jesus came back with the Word, and he said, uh, Uh, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The mouth of God. God speaks. And that's how Jesus defeated the devil in the wilderness. He spoke the word. It's important that you fill your heart and your mouth with the word of God. Hallelujah. Many of us don't know God's word like we ought to. I mean, we got an opportunity every day to open the Bible and read it and know what it said, but some of us have been saved 20 years and don't know where Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 is. Amen. Yeah. Well. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit of the spirit. Do you know how you activate your sword in the spiritual realm? In the kingdom of God? Do you know how you activate it? You do like Jesus. You begin to speak it. You know a sword that's put in the shelf does it, it, it won't do anybody no harm. Your enemy's not afraid as long as it stays in there. But whenever your is approaching and you pull your weapon you pull your sword oh they like oh watch out now and get the swing of that thing. The the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. Hallelujah. It'll cut to the vision of soul and spirit. But Jesus, he took that sword and he began to speak it. And that's how you got to do. You got to take it out. You got to speak it and declare it and decree it. And it'll begin to work for you. And it'll repel and rebuke the demonic forces that's coming at you. But you got to speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Amen. Amen. Do like Jesus did. Be the word. In Matthew chapter 8, the centurion came to Jesus and he said, He said, I got a servant at home that lies at the point of death. And Jesus said this. I'll come and pray for him. I'll come to your house and I'll pray for him. And the centurion said this. He said, I'm a man of authority. He said, I have soldiers under me. He said, I tell these soldiers to go here and to go there, and they go there and they go there. They do what I tell them to do because they're under my authority. He said, Jesus, I know you are a man of authority. He said, you don't have to come to my house. All you got to do in verse 8, Matthew 8, verse 8, he said, all you got to do is speak the word. He said, speak the word only. And Jesus marveled. He was astonished. He was shocked because he said, I ain't found such great faith in all of Israel. My people don't even understand this, he was saying. He said, my people don't even, the satirium wasn't a Jew. He was outside the Jewish people. He was a Gentile. But he understood more about faith did his own people did. They tra- and Jesus, was, I mean, the Lord was trying to teach them about faith when they were 40 years in the wilderness. And they still could never get it. And they wandered for 40 years and ended up, ended up dying in the wilderness because of unbelief. Unbelief is the opposite of faith. Amen. So the centurion said, Jesus, all you got to do is speak the word and he'll be healed. So Jesus was astonished and he said you have great faith. This is what you call great faith. Learning to speak the word. Speak the word into your situations. Into your circumstances. This is considered great faith. To learn to speak the word. So the centurion said Jesus said go back, go in your way and as you have believed it shall be. He goes back home. And when he gets back he opens the door, and he finds his servant up. He ain't in bed. He ain't sick. He ain't running a fever. He ain't dying. He's up. He's well. He's up cooking. He's sweeping. He's cleaning. He's doing his chores for his master. And the centurion said to him, I said, when did you get well? When did you get well? I mean, when I left you, you were near near death. And I go see Jesus. I have a conversation with him, and he, I told him, just speak the word, and I come back, and I find you well. He said, now what time did you get up out of that bed? And the man, I, I said, he said, well, I don't know. About 11.10 yesterday, uh, I don't know what happened, but all I know was my fever left. My fever broke. I felt strong. I felt well. I'm completely healed. I got up and started doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I was healed. He said, I, he said, I don't even know what happened. And the centurion, I can see him saying, well, man, that's the same time, 1110, is when I had a conversation with Jesus, and Jesus spoke the word. And when he spoke the word, the word travels. The word travels. You can't put the word in a box. Hey, I can pray right now, and things start happening in Uganda. I can start praying right now. Things start happening in Cambodia. I can pray right now for somebody in a hospital bed in Atlanta, and the Word will travel. Yes. The Word gives life. Yes. you got to speak it, Amen. declare it, decree it, and it will Amen. be established. Amen. Amen? You can't go by what you see. Yes. Don't speak what you see. That's most of our problem. We see, we speak what we see. Oh, No. Jesus didn't, he didn't look at what he seen and speak. The Bible said in in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, I love this. The Bible said, God, that's who we serve. His name is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, he calls those things that be not as though they were. Y'all hear that? Whatever it ain't, he don't call it that. He calls it what he wants it to be if there's a dead man hallelujah jesus is going to speak life he's going to say lazarus come forth amen. Life. Amen? amen hallelujah when he wants the wind to be still he'll say peace be still and the wind and the wave will be still but everything happens through the voice activation jesus spoke jesus spoke you were created in his image and his likeness Your words are powerful. Your words can propel you into victory. Are you talking about, oh, my knees are killing me all day, Richard? Oh, my knees are killing me all day. Well, you're going to die with knee trouble, brother. Get them words out your mouth. Amen. 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 I can hear you saying that, Richard, while you're walking out there. Oh, my knees are killing (laughs) me all day. I can hear you saying it. And you're going to have what you say. You wonder why I ain't got my healing yet. You can't get a healing because you're canceling out what you're praying for. You can't pray to be healed and walk out talking about, oh, I'm so sick. Oh, I'm hurting so bad. Oh, my back. Oh, my head. Oh, my ear. Oh, my feet. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. And you're going to be, oh, my, all your life. Get rid of them words. Listen, when I've I've been traveling for for years, and I've learned that words are so powerful. I've learned to stop when the enemy wants me to say something negative. He wants me to say something contrary to what I've been believing for. Whenever I travel, I need I need lots of money to do to feed the poor, to have these pastors' conferences, to get airline tickets, to stay in where we stay in, uh, to buy clothes for the uh, for the poor. It takes money to do all that. So I start believing. When I, when I started in mission, man, I had zero in my hand. But by faith, I would call Pastor Timothy Tang in Thailand, and I'd say, brother, what can we do for the Lord? And we're going to have a pastor's conference here. We're going to have a pastor's conference in this village. We're going to have another one over here. We're going to do five night crusades. How much is night crusade? Four or $500 piece. Okay, we're going to do that. I ain't got no money. Zero. Did I I plan according to what I had here? No. I told Pastor Timothy, okay, we're going to do them five night crusades. We're going to do them three pastors' conferences. We're going to feed the poor. We're going to feed these pastors. We're going to be a blessing wherever we go. I ain't got no money. But guess what? I spoke. I got $10,000 coming in for this trip. I got $10,000. Lord, I thank you. I praise you. I glorify you that you're going to put $10,000 in this hand before I go to Thailand. That's how I operate. I don't plan by what I have. I plan by what I don't have. I, keep, I, I, I don't look at my pockets. I look at God's pockets. Amen. god got plenty. Amen? Amen. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't, oh, god ain't, ain't living on barely getting long street. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, whenever God wants to pave his streets, he don't do it with asphalt. Yeah. He, do, he does it with gold. Amen. 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 The, uh, the Bible says God owns all the silver and all the cattle on a thousand hills. God owns it all. And man, I, he's, my, he's my covenant partner. Man, I don't need to be poor-mouthing. Oh, I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to do it. God is saying, oh, I can't help I can't the boy. I can't help the boy. Until he starts lining his mouth up with my word and starts speaking lies. My, my, my angels, my, my kingdom can begin to work for him if he'll just line his, his mouth up. So, man, when it, I, I need $10,000 and I'm leaving the next day and I need three dollars or $4,000 more and the devil starts talking. Y'all ever heard the devil talk? Huh? Yeah. If you ain't heard the devil talk, I got I got one of you still alive. <laughs> Girl, he talks to everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he likes to jump up on your shoulder. And he's always, whenever he speaks, always remember this, when the devil speaks, fear will come. Yeah. He's trying to rob you. When God speaks... Faith will come, amen? amen. When God speaks, faith will come. When the devil speaks, fear will come. And whenever I need that money, and I need four or five thousand dollars more, man. And I ain't got it. And I'm leaving in a couple of days. Boy, it feels like I'm in a pressure cooker, boiling. And the enemies want me to say, and the devil, you know, he's saying to me, he's saying, Stacy, it ain't gonna come this time. You ain't gonna have the money to do what you've been planning. You have to call and cancel them, them five crusades. Man, it, I was tempted so many times to look at Sophie and say, Sophie, it ain't coming. It ain't coming. But the, devil, the the Holy Spirit said, don't you dare say it ain't coming. Don't you dare let that out your mouth. And I zip it. And I just start praising God. And I start standing on the word of God. I said, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory and glory in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. If I sow, I shall also reap. I believe in God. Hallelujah. It shall be. It will come in. And man, I tell you what, I've needed thousands of dollars. And before I got on the plane, I said, so, let's go by the post office one last time on, on the way to the airport. I said, I need about four or five thousand more to make this thing work. Go to my post office box, two sixty-nine. I speak to my post office box. <laughs> I believe in speaking to all kind of things. I speak to my post office box all the time when I walk in there and I say, the Lord daily loadeth me with benefits. When I open this box, they're gonna be blessings in it. They're gonna be blessings in it. And guess what? I open that box, guess what's up in there? Blessing. I'm going that, I'm on the way to the airport, need four or five thousand dollars, open the, 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 the box believe in God open the envelope, there's what I needed, exactly, to the dime put in my hand I said, now let's go to the bank, Sophie, let's cash it, let's go on to the airport <laughs> but it happens all the time like that, one time after I first got saved God was teaching me about the power of my words, and as I read through the scriptures, I read that Mark chapter 11 verse 23, 24, when it speak to the mountain. Well, Sophie came to me after we, we had just got married, Not, I mean, not a year or, or so, I had just got saved. I didn't know that much about living by faith, but I was reading the Bible. And whenever she came to me, she said, I got a, I got a big growth, uh, a growth on my chest that I'm concerned about. She said, it's starting to really bother me when I see it. And she, she was thinking, you know, it could, it could be something bad, turn into something bad we don't like to say that word cancer doctor tell you you got cancer don't go out and call all your friends and tell them what the doctor said the doctor said I got cancer what? well it may be a fact you got cancer it may be a fact it may be on x-ray but listen don't leave it with that statement leave it the doctor said I got cancer but I believe the report of the Lord and the Bible said whose report will you believe and I believe the Lord's report, Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, By his stripes you were healed. The doctor said I got cancer, but I believe that by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. This cancer has to go. It's got to leave. I'm speaking to it. I command it to go. Guess what the cancer's got to do? you got to obey. It got to obey. Jesus said, don't pray for me to remove the mountain. He said, I told you. I'm given you the authority as a son and daughter in my kingdom, born of, your, born of the Spirit, washed in the blood, filled with the Holy Spirit. You've got power with God. All you got to do is begin to speak and declare, and it'll be what you say. A lot of people say, I don't believe that. I don't believe. Well, that's okay. You don't have to believe it. But listen, your, your prayer life is going to suffer. Yeah. That's right. If you don't line your mouth up on what you're believing for, you are in trouble and, and, and for a mistake you got to line your mouth up with the Word. So Sophie had this growth, and when she told me about it, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, declare and decree Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24 over her. Speak to the mountain. Well, she ain't got a mountain on her chest, but she's got a growth. So I took this finger, this one, and I said, we're going to pray over this. We're going to believe God. We ain't going to ask the Father. Jesus didn't say do that. He said speak to it. So, by faith, I stick this finger on that growth. And I said, In the name of Jesus, I speak to this. I command it to be removed, be cast into the sea. I doubt not my heart. I believe those things that I say, and it shall be. It's going to go. Didn't think another thing about it. Spoke the word. That's all you got to do. Speak the word. Believe it when you speak it. Believe it believe it when you speak it and walk off it's in, it's in the, the Lord's working on it now I ain't got to see what's happening but I know something's happening that's what faith is I walk off three or four days later one night she getting ready for bed putting on her nightgown and that growth just fell off into the floor fell off her chair it turned black dried up from the roots and fell off into the floor and she went yeah. Well, Jesus, Stacy, that thing just fell off in the floor. She's looking on her chest, can't even find out where it where was at. Completely gone, in the floor. True? Yeah, but I had to, we were talking last night, I had to, because I was hearing the voices of the enemy when it started changing colors. He's hollering in my ear, I told you this is cancer. I told you what this uh-huh. is. So that's all I could hear for a couple of days. Yeah. Anytime you start believing, you can bet, when you start believing, you're going to start hearing voices. The devil is going to try to persuade you to look into the natural realm. He's going to try to tell you, look, it ain't getting better, it's getting worse. It ain't getting better, it's getting worse. And you can't go by, you You got to shut that off. In the name of Jesus, that's lying spirits. That's the devil from hell coming to steal your faith. You got to, what do you do? Stick with the word that you first started off with. I said to the mountain, it's going to be removed. It's going to be removed. That's all there is to it, period. You got to be, block everything else out that you see. Yes. We don't walk by, by sight, and we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. Amen. Amen? Speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word. So powerful. Now look at uh, Romans chapter ten, verse eight through ten. Real quickly, I'm never going to be to finish this for the day. <laughs> it's so huge. I mean, it, it, the whole Bible. If you really examine what I'm saying to you and look at the people, you'll find out. That words are are powerful in the sight of God. When God told Abram that he was going to be the father of many nations. That he was going to have children as numerous as the stars in heaven and sand on the sea shore. Abram was his name. God cut a covenant with him. And when God cut a covenant with him, God gave him a new name. It went from Abram to Abraham. Yeah. God put, you know, God's name is I am that I am. Yeah. He put am on the back of Abram, called him Abraham. Yeah. Amen? Right. That made them covenant partners. And when God gave him a new name, Abram don't mean father of many nations. Abram. But Abraham means father of many nations. So when Abraham was barren and his wife was, un, were, were, her womb was closed, he was past, uh, his body was past the age of bearing children. He didn't look at none of that. But every time somebody said, hey, I'm Jacob, what's your name? And Abraham said, my name is Abraham. Every time he said, I'm Abraham, he was saying, I'm the father of many nations. So God had to change his name to change his confession. Right. Do y'all hear me? Yeah, God did that for a purpose. Change his name. So every time he thought, thought about his name, or mentioned his name, introduced himself, he was telling somebody else, I'm the father of many nations. Now guess, take, he introduced himself to somebody, and Abraham, now look at him now. He's nearly 100 years old. His wife can't have no children. And when he introduces himself to you, he said, I'm Abraham. And they and they look at him like, name mean something in the, in the Bible. They used to name their babies by the things they were going through. Their names had significance. And when Abraham said, I'm Abraham, the other guy was looking at him saying, they must have just let him out of Millville <laughs> He must have just, just jumped the fence at the insane Sodom. Because he ain't got no children. And he's telling everybody, I'm the father of many nations, and he ain't got not one child. But God had him calling those things to be not as though they were before they ever were. And guess what? Abraham believed God. Continued to confess. Hallelujah. He didn't look at his own body. He didn't look at Sarah's womb. All he did was look at what God said. And he said, Abraham said, I am fully convinced. I'm fully persuaded that what God has said He well able to do. Amen. Fully persuaded. That's the way you got it. That's faith. Whenever you fully persuaded, hallelujah, that what God said he's able to do, man, you are lining yourself up with God and the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven finna to start operating on your behalf. Amen. Amen. Abraham. Hey my goodness. Romans chapter 10. Verse 8. This is called the word of faith. The word of faith. The word of faith. Whenever you are in faith, you will find it in two places. Verse 8 says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth. Where? In your mouth and in your heart. That's where faith will be found. If you are really in faith, it will be found in your heart and it will also, what's in your heart, at the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's in your your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith (coughs) which we preach. That, if you confess, with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right. Verse 10 For with the heart one believes, not with your head. That's right. right. I mean. Not with your head. I hear people all the time in church. I, 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 I'm preaching the word, and people be going. That's a mental accent that, yeah, I hear you. Yes, but you know what? They ain't got it in their heart yet. That's right. Because if I ask them outside after church, "What did I preach this morning?" They get a blank look, like, "My goodness, I was there for the whole son. What did he preach?" See, it went through your head and over your head and through your ears and out the other ear, and it never entered into your heart. That's right. You, when you get the word in your heart, the devil can't talk you out of it. That's right. We believe. When we believe in the salvation, it's because we believe in Jesus in our heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Can't nobody tell me Jesus didn't die on the cross. That's That's right. Right. Can't no devil in hell t- can't tell me that he didn't rise from the dead. That's right. Can't no devil in, the hell, in hell. CNN, ABC, uh, any of them. I don't care what. We did science on it. No, I know what the word says. The word said he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. And the word says it. I believe it in my heart. Can't no devil in hell talk me out of it. And I'm saved. So that's the word of faith that will be found in two places. In your mouth and in your heart. I can hang around you for a little while. And by what you say, I know what you believe. Because your mouth will tell on you. If you believe in for healing and you're gonna get it, I can listen to you. And if you're talking, oh, on my knees are killing me. Oh my head. Woo! My head about to come off my shoulders. Woo! I don't know if I'm gonna make it any longer. I'm like, oh, ain't in faith. And I'm I'm like, are oh, you believing God? Yeah, I'm believing God, but you're talking this way. And you believe in God and talking this way. Them two don't line up. You know what the Bible says about a double-minded man? In James chapter 1. Verse 5, I believe it is. said a double-minded man shouldn't receive anything from God. Nothing. Because he's like a wave of the sea. Talk to and fro. Double-minded. A double-minded man, he'll be praying one way and speaking another way. Cancel your prayers. I don't. People can pray, pray, pray for hours and, and, and be praying in unbelief and speaking unbelief. Yeah. And they're canceling everything that they want God to do for them. They're canceling it. They don't understand how faith works. They don't understand how the kingdom works. Your mouth has a lot to do with what you're getting. Hello? Amen. Now, the word of faith, moving right along real quick, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Now, we're moving from the word of faith to the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. The word of faith is what? It's in your, it's in your you believe it in your heart, you confess it with your mouth. That's the word of faith. Now, what is the spirit of faith? Verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. I believed and therefore I spoke. spoke. Amen? Amen. Y'all getting this this morning? Are y'all getting it? I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Amen. That is the spirit of faith. And the word of faith. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. The first thing you're supposed to do after you get saved is confess. Amen. Tell somebody, I just got saved. I didn't even know how to, I didn't even know these scriptures. When after I first got saved, the next morning I called my daddy and I said, Daddy, I, I'd like for you and Debbie to come down here. I got I gotta tell you something. My daddy had been so used to me messing up so bad, he was hating to hear what I had to tell him. I'm calling him into the house to tell him something. He's probably thinking, man, Stacey done done something. They're going to lock him up for 20 years. He came down to the house, and he sat on the couch. Me and Sonny sitting there looking at him. I said, Daddy, i got to tell you, son. I can see the concern in his eyes. What's coming next? And I said, I just want to tell you, I gave my life to Jesus last night. I accepted him. And now I'm born again. That's the first thing. After you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. And confession is made unto salvation. It makes it complete. Y'all know what the word salvation means? It's a Greek word. It means salvation comes from a Greek word called soteria. And it means to be saved. To be healed. To be delivered, to be rescued, to have peace, to prosper. That whole word salvation means more than just to be forgiven. It's more than that. It's a complete package that I'm blessed, I'm healed, I'm delivered, I've been set free, I've been liberated, and thank God, forgiven. Amen. But some people, when they think of Whoa. salvation, they're only thinking about sin being blotted out. That's right. But salvation is much bigger than that. When Jesus died on the cross, he, he washed away your sin, he died for your sin, but there was much more. By his stripes you're healed. That's right. Hallelujah. We've been justified by his blood. We have peace with God. All these things is a package. Salvation. And when I confess, salvation is made complete. If you get saved and ain't never told nobody, I I believe in Jesus, something's wrong with you. That's right. The Bible says, if you deny me before men, Jesus said, I'll deny you in front of my father. Did he not? But he said, if you confess me before men, Jesus said, I'll confess you as my own in front of my father. He'll say, You mine, boy. But I got to tell somebody, I believe in Jesus. I ain't ashamed of telling nobody I believe in Jesus. My goodness. Praise God. The word of faith and the spirit of faith are very similar. Spirit of faith is, I believed, therefore I spoke. If I believe I'm healed, guess what I'm going to be saying? I'm healed. Whenever somebody prays for me, I'm believing. And what am I going to say when I walk away? I'm not going to check my back. Is there any pain still here? there's some pain here I must not have got it that's what the devil wants you to say that's right. Come on, man. That's what the devil wants you to say when you get prayer the Bible said believe when you pray whenever somebody prays for you in the name of Jesus they're releasing their faith you gotta have faith too right. you can't go by how you feel we walk by faith and not by sight or feelings amen? amen so whenever somebody prays for you you say I got it I'm healed I'm delivered I've been made whole Hallelujah, the devil said. No, you ain't. You still got pain in your back. You say, shut up, devil. That's right. I'm healed. Why? Because the word says I'm healed. I believe what the word says. And guess what? The truth will supersede the pain. The truth will go to work. I've seen this happen. I'm telling you, over and over and over. It may not happen the first day you say it. It may not happen the second day you say it. But you just keep believing it in your heart when you say it. It ain't this, it ain't blab it and grab it, gospel. It ain't just, you just say it and it, it appears, okay? You gotta believe in your heart. You gotta activate your faith whenever you talking. You really gotta believe what you saying. If I say, peace be still, I'm looking for some peace. Amen. I'm not looking at the storm, I'm looking past the storm I'm looking for peace. If I spoke peace, that's what I'm looking to happen. If I'm praying for you, and I'm praying for cancer to be gone, in my eyes, cancer had to go whenever I spoke. Amen. I didn't have to see it. I didn't have to feel it. I don't have to have the doctor to tell me it went. I know it. when Jesus said, speak to the mountain, tell it to be removed, catch it to the sea. It's got to go. That Jesus settled down. Amen. I believe what I say, when I talk. Sometimes I have to catch devils out of folks. I look out, there's a demon there. I speak to the demon. The demon's inside the person. I'm looking through their eyes. Ding. Uh-huh. In the name of Jesus, you come out, you demon spirit. Come out, you unclean spirit. When I say that, that thing, I believe what I just said. I know the power in the name of Jesus. I know that the demon have to obey. I don't have to see nothing change. But I tell you what, the Lord working. Yeah. Some people say, Why? Well, they, they didn't, when they left there, they didn't look like they was free. I tell you what, the Lord working. Yeah. Always remember, don't go by what you see. You speak the word and stick with it. Never let a doctor's report, a lawyer's report, a judge's report, nothing change your mind. Believe what you say. Amen. Amen? Y'all learn anything? Yes, sir. I'm so glad to have my post lady here with me this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> We've been talking about her coming to church, and she made it today. And she's been bringing my mail to me. Now today I'm bringing mail to her. Amen. I'm bringing the gospel to her. Right. And living it. But it's a blessing to have her in the house. Hallelujah. hope she helps me fill the whole church up. Uh, you go, the devil's gonna storm. do you go that devil Huh? they gonna storm. you go that day? Uh huh. when you Yeah, yeah, yeah. taking that man. Yeah. there and Yeah, I'm glad I came And and you came and you stepped on the devil's head today. said, Oh, he don't. The devil don't want you to hear no word. He don't want you to hear a word. Not a true word, man. I tell you, he'll try to do it. He'll, oh, there's a storm coming. There's going to be three tornadoes coming out of the sky today. There's going to be a hurricane at the sea. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. Man, whenever the devil talks, the best thing you can do is do the opposite. That's what I've learned. The devil say, don't go to that hospital and pray for that person. I know when the devil speaks. I also know when the Holy Ghost speaks. That's right. The devil, The Holy Ghost told me first to go pray. And then the devil said, don't go. Man, when I hear that second voice, don't go. Man, I'm cranking my car now. That's right, I'm like, I am out of here now. I know the devil don't want me over there. So guess what? I'm showing up. That's right, man. I'm showing up, and I'm going to be speaking the word of God from the time I get into the room to the time I leave. When I leave here, that person in that sick bed don't have some faith in the word of God. When it ain't going to be in here, if it be thy will. No, nah, in the name of Jesus, you're going to be healed. you getting up. you going to the house in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's Larry Heard. Amen. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all stand with me this morning. Let me speak to these people that's watching by media. This morning, it's been our honor to have you watch this uh, sermon this morning. I pray that it feds your faith, starved your doubts to death. If you'll continue to listen on this operation of faith, it will, it will be a blessing to you, blessing to your prayer life. But here's the most important thing. Eternity. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today can be your day. Yes. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead. Yes. And confess him with your mouth. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, you shall be saved. Jesus Christ died to give you a life worth living. He can deliver you from alcohol. He can deliver you from depression. He can deliver you from any demon, any work of the devil. If you're bound, Jesus can set you free. All you got to do is call on the name of the Lord. Come visit us at Harvest Time. We'd love to have you. God bless you. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen.